me share with you some things. You know, I had something to share with you and I've drawn, but let me uh, establish some things about the believer's authority. Let's go to Luke 10. I want you to be going to these scriptures. I had some things that I wanted to share, but kind of feel like we may go a, a different direction. But if you come to that, that's fine. But look at verse 18. Luke 10 from verse 18. In fact, if we start verse 17. God created us in his image and in his likeness. Genesis 1:26, and we know the sin came and men fell, or men, mankind fell. But we were recreated. We gave our life to Christ. The Bible says we became new creation. We have actually the image of God, and we are supposed to be reigning. We are supposed to be ruling with Christ. We are supposed to enforce the victory of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are supposed to be strong, strong in the, in the really, the spirit man. I've drawn some things, probably I'll go to that, but you can see the blue guy here is, he's a one person, you understand, but for illustration purpose, he's a spirit man, this is a soul and living, lives, living in a body, okay? So I may refer to that, but I don't know if I will, or not, but I might be referring. Let's go to that verse 17. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing, nothing shall be any means hurt you. This is not just a talk. This is the reality. Jesus said this, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. What are those? Those are the demonic spirits. To trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Church when he says all is all. Over all the power of the enemy. Do you know what 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 you and I ought to be doing then over all the power of the enemy therefore we should never ever fear darkness we need to, to, to revisit that over and over again and again I'll say like I, I taught for I think three Wednesdays about the ABCs of prayer and, and I was talking about uh, many times believers we pray the problem many believers pray the problem they don't pray the answer you cannot, you cannot live in effectiveness if you are saying the problem or you're praying the problem. Praying the problem, remember the scripture that I, uh, I shared with you, faith comes by hearing. Now that scripture, biblical faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's the truth. That's the truth. But look at this. You need to see a principle there that faith comes by hearing. It's by hearing. If I'm hearing the word of God, faith in the word of God is coming into my heart. If I'm hearing the words of the devil, the devil 
is faith, quote-unquote, actually it's faith in the ability of the devil to harm me. Because I keep hearing, because faith comes by hearing. Hearing and hearing by the word of God, you, you receive the word of God and you are strong according to the will of God. Now look at this then. So then I said, when you pray the problem, you hear the problem. The more you hear the problem, you have faith in the problem. But if you pray the word of God, you hear the word of God, you have faith in the word. In fact, if I started praying, we were on a certain meeting yesterday in, in the office, and I said, and I prayed the scriptures, and I prayed the scriptures, and I prayed the scriptures, and I said, you know, this was for me, because I'm edified already. Just praying the script. Father, we do thank you and praise you, for you are our God, and you supply all our need according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You've given us angels who hearken to the voice of your word. And by the authority of that name, I speak the name of Jesus concerning the provision of this ministry. We have what we say. We are well provided for. Oh my God, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I want not in wisdom. I want not in understanding. I want not in strength. I want not in provision because God, my Lord, you are the shepherd. I want not and I am the sheep and I know the voice of the shepherd and the voice of the strangers. I shall by no means follow. Don't you know I'm edified already? <laughs> what about? Oh, Father. Father, these things are so difficult. I don't know when these things are going ever to change. You think you're going to be lifted up? You'll be oppressed. Faith comes by hearing. Don't forget that. Faith comes by hearing. You start saying the word of God. And you know when you start speaking the word of God, what is happening fast is actually changing you. It's changing you. Why? You're sowing seeds into your spirit. I hope you, you see what I'm saying. Why is that so? Remember, I'd already spoken that Romans 10 in, in verse, verse 8. I think in verse 8 there, faith is in two places. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. It's in your mouth and in, it's in your heart. So you speak the word, you hear it, it's coming into your heart. The more faith, the more you speak it and it gets into your heart, the more it comes out of your mouth. And the more you speak it, the more it gets into your heart, the stronger it is. The more it's stronger in your heart, the more you speak it out. I've heard a certain minister say that if, if your faith cannot move your mouth, then it's not full in your heart yet. You, you hear what I'm saying? I've heard him say, I say, yeah, that's true. If your faith cannot move your mouth, then it's not full in your heart yet. Can I tell you, the, 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 can I you know clarify that from the scriptures because out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks when faith is in your heart it moves your mouth and when it moves your mouth you 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 have what you say all right so going back to Luke 10 19 I say this you need to go be, go, be going to the scripture and you need to, to be saying this man behold uh, you, you need to start there verse 18 Jesus, you said you saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> you need to start right there. Ha, ha, ha. He fell from heaven. Ooh, like lightning. Is he still injured or broken head? Because <laughs> it's a serpent. Remember the, 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 
you shall bruise his head. That's exactly what happened. So look at this then. Then he said, behold, I give you the authority. And you say this, Lord Jesus, because you've given me the authority, I have it. I have it. Now what are you doing? Faith is coming. Faith is coming concerning that promise. Faith is coming concerning this delegated authority. Faith is coming concerning what God has already given to you. So say, because you've given authority, I have it. I have it. I have authority over serpents and scorpions. I have authority. I have it. It's being given and I have it. It's being given by Jesus himself and I have it. And I have it. And I have it. What is happening? You're hearing it. What is coming? Faith. What is coming? Faith is, so, is being sown in your heart. What is going to happen? Your words will have power when you start speaking them out in the, by the Spirit in your, in your prayer. Faith. I have, I, have, I have authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy. Over all the power of the enemy. Over all the power of the enemy. You better be saying it. Over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, nothing, nothing shall by any means hurt me. Nothing. Oh, this and this is happening. Nothing shall by any means hurt me. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, praise you, Father. Oh, praise you, Father. You've given me authority. I praise you. You've given me authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions. And thank you, Lord, for this authority. I have authority. And you know what it leads you to? Let's go to Second Timothy. Chapter 1. Let's go there to verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. You see you're saying it. You're hearing it. What is coming? Faith. The more you say it, the more it's coming. You, you can't say it once or twice and think faith is there. You can't say once or twice and think like there is faith in, in there. You have to say it over and over again. Um, Church, as believers, we must again understand there is a process that takes place in our spirit, man. There is. Remember what I was telling you last week uh, about uh, that first, first Peter, is it first Peter chapter 2? As new, you know, laying aside all malice, desire the, the sincere. Uh, what milk of the word that you may grow thereby. You remember that? Now, Jesus, if you realize this in his teachings, he used natural things to speak concerning the things of the kingdom. He did that many times. He talks about uh, the kingdom of God, like you talk about Matthew chapter 13, you talk of Mark chapter 4, about the source of the word. He's using actually natural language, principles, things that you expose to day after day to explain the things of the kingdom. In fact, what he, he, he did, at some point you remember when he was telling Nicodemus in, in John chapter 3, he have, if I have spoken to you earthly things and you don't understand, what will happen if I start speaking you, to you heavenly things? In other words, we need to observe naturally and see even things, how they operate in the spirit. Let me show you something. If you are seeing murder, mugging, prostitution, 
and on and on and on. You should know that's exactly what is happening in the spirit realm. In other words, darkness has taken over in that area. Go back, go first to Romans, uh, Romans chapter 1 to see if I can get a scripture here, see if you will be able to understand. Okay, look at this verse 20. Are you there? Yes. Verse 20. For since the creation of the world, he is talking about God. His invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. What is that? Creation. Do you see that? Okay, let me say it again. See if I'll say it in from different perspective and then uh, for you to understand. Probably you've looked at that scripture over and maybe you've passed by there and maybe you say, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel for this power of God and you never got to see that. But look at this. For since the creation of the world, he is God's invisible attributes. In other words, they cannot be seen with natural eyes, but are clearly seen naturally being understood by the things that are made. Okay? Things that are naturally seen. We see the trees. Only a fool can say there's no creator. You know, sir? We see the trees and everything. Look at this. Even his eternal power, his, his eternal power, and God Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Let's see maybe the Passion Translation to see if we can give some clarity there in verse 20. The same verse. You've ever looked at this scripture? Have you ever thought about it? You have? Okay. Look at this. Is that verse 20? Good Lord Jesus. <laughs> okay, let's see. Opposition to truth cannot be excused on the basis of ignorance. Okay, yeah, that's clear. Because from the creation of the world, the invisible qualities, because it's in the spirit realm, qualities of God's nature has have been made visible, such as his eternal power and transcendence. Uh, he has made his wonderful attributes easily perceived, for seeing the visible makes, under, uh, makes us understand the invisible. So if you haven't understood that, I don't know else, what else I can tell you, because that's so clear. Look at this. Look at the special statement. Let's start from there. Opposition to truth cannot be excused on the basis of ignorance. And say, oh, there's no God. I, I don't care about this thing about God. There's no God. No, that's no excuse. They know inside of them there is God. There is a God. And it's God Almighty. Because from the creation of the world, the invisible, in other words, cannot be seen with this, what they say, naked eyes. Qualities of God's nature have been made visible by his creation. And then he says this, such as his eternal power and transcendence. He has made his wonderful attributes easily perceived. For seeing the visible makes us understand the invisible. Is that clear? Is that clear? Yes. Seeing the visible makes us understand the invisible. Seeing the visible, a baby is born, needing milk, keeps growing, it helps us understand what? The invisible. Born again, but there has to be what? Growth. And growth just doesn't happen. Mamas, you know, if you don't feed your child, 
Breastfeed your child, what will happen? Malnutrition. Or you don't feed the child once in a while when you feel like. There is a demand. You, you see what I'm saying? So these are the, in, the vis, invisible. Visible, seeing visible makes us understand the invisible. So then this leaves everyone without excuse. You thought you had an excuse for not understanding this scripture. You no longer have. <laughs> without excuse. You see what I'm saying? So let me go back into this. When you see in an area there is manifestation of the kingdom of darkness. What do you see? The, invis the visible we see like prostitution, mugging, kidnapping, uh, and on and on and on, rape. You know, in an area, you should know that is actually the prince of darkness has taken over that area while the ones who are supposed to be ruling and reigning with Christ, they are asleep. That's my point. What about in your home? Same. Can I tell you something about your home? Things ought not to be breaking every time. You broke the cup on Monday. You broke another plate on Tuesday. You broke it on... Bro no, no, no. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. So, pastor, that's too much. Oh, that's upon you. You let alone the, the devil rule around. He, he does that. He's a manipulator. It shouldn't be. What do you do? Hey, life is in you. The whole life. The life of God. Eternal life is already in our spirits. Then life ought to be coming out of us in whatever we do. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Now then, having said that, I hope that makes some clarity. Let's go back to our scripture in, in 2 Timothy 1.7. Then I say again and again I say, don't ever excuse fear to torment you. That's a spirit. Even fear of I don't know what, heights. I fear heights. Really. You need to start saying I don't. I don't. You know that people can't, can't even board a plane because they fear? Huh. Was, it, was it someone told me the former, the first president of the Kenya didn't want flying? Was it someone ever told me that? Ever know, ever heard that? You've heard that, uh, Patrick? Yeah. He, he didn't want, he didn't want flying. <laughs> I can't even think about that people fearing uh, such. Well, for me, when I go there, I just... Start wondering, God, you are so amazing. Praise God. I just like being, up, being above the clouds. It feels good. There's something about it, being above the clouds. I don't know about you. Listen to this. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. I, I was confessing it some few days ago, maybe last week, and I saw something, just something happened inside of me uh, when I saw that. You know, I've concentrated on, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, which I say, for God has not given me a spirit of fear. But I've concentrated on that, and I say of power, love, and of a sound man, but I've not concentrated on power, love, and of a sound man. I started thinking of this, but, but he has given me a spirit of power, a spirit of love, 
And a spirit of a sound mind. That's what I have. I don't have a spirit of fear, but I have a spirit of power, love, and have a sound mind. Would you start confessing it and just, just concentrate on that? Love. Love. That's who I am. I'm a child of love. The spirit of a sound mind. That's what I have. The spirit of, of power. So think about this. Every time you need to be thinking, power is within me. Power is within me. I like laying hands on people and then to experience that power. And then I leave my hands right there. <laughs> I, I enjoy sometimes. just feel like, yeah, that's so good. And then after you, you remove your hands, you're just drunk. What's happening? <sighs> I, I like it. It's not like tormenting the person. But, <laughs> but, but there is something there. But usually it's this. When they have come out of that, what was it this? Oh, I said a certain young man here. He was so drunk. Until he just is looking there. So the following, I think two days later, you're saying, I would, I would see everything, but I couldn't move. Then how did you feel after that? Felt nice. After that, after having been drunk for some time, that's the spirit you carry. Amen. Amen. You are, listen to this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I want not in power. I want not in love. I want not in soundness of mind. Would you please, by the mercies of God, will you stop reading the Bible and start speaking the Bible? You'll see a difference right there, what I've just told you. Stop reading the Bible in the mornings and start speaking the Bible. Pick these scriptures, read some. That which stands out, speak it. What is happening? Faith is coming. What is happening? Power is being released. The word of God by itself has no voice. The word of God by itself is not a sword of the spirit. It becomes a sword of the spirit when he's put in the lips of a person who's created in the image of God. That's when it becomes sword of the spirit. And I do believe then the sword of their human spirit, not the Holy Spirit. Sort of the human spirit, when it touches your lips and, it's, uh, and the, the spiritual force called faith is released, that word is powerful, is effective to do exactly what God intended for it to do. But before then, it has no power. Though it's full of power. Let me give you an example. The seed in your store you're looking at the garden, it has started raining, oh, that garden is pretty. But the seed is in the store, you've never taken it to that garden. The seed, though there is power in it to multiply, will never multiply as long as it is in the bag. But when it touches the ground, something happened right there, becomes alive. The word is the seed. The sower sows the word. The word by itself, looking at it, though full of power, it becomes alive in the mouth of a believer. 
It becomes alive when it touches the heart of a believer. Where does it begin? It begins with the mouth. What happens? It touches. When it's spoken in the mouth, it goes to the heart. What happens in the heart? In the heart, it, 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 it's ready to become bigger, to multiply. And when that happens, it comes out of your mouth. It's a process. This has to be. Let me say it again. You must stop reading. You must cease reading the Bible and start speaking the Bible. That's important. You must have it in your mouth. You must say it. For what? And I'm not talking about quoting it. I'm talking about you saying it. With your eyes looking at the scriptures. Let's go to, to Proverbs 4. We have authority. We have the power. We have authority to take over Garden Estate. For the devil not to have his voice over this place and no muggings, no muggings, no rape, no kidnapping all over our area. We say that in the name of Jesus. You say that around your residence, your residence area. You need to be saying that. We are helping those who stay around you. <laughs> but, but what about you, where you stay? You need to be saying that. Over all the power of the enemy, and nothing, nothing shall by any means hurt me. We will no longer have mugging around here. Sometimes you need to come out of the plot and just say, we will no longer have mugging around here in the name of Jesus. You say, who do you think you are? I am a child of God. But you don't have to. But if you are provoked, say it. If you have those, uh, what do you call them? The meetings, if you have plots, whatever, get, get it, community. Say it. You say, chairman, do you, anyone who has any, anything after chairman has spoken? Yes. We will no longer have muggings here in the name of Jesus. And then they say, amen, sister, that's okay. <laughs> and next, because <laughs> they say, they say, where are we going? <laughs> Proverbs 4. <laughs> yeah, they say, Wednesday at morning, Yumbani. As we go, morning glory. So they say, look at this over here. In, 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 uh, Proverbs 4. Let's start from verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Hey, incline your ear to his sayings. You better be the same mouth that is speaking so that your ear will hear. And then he says this, do not, them, do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Do not let them depart from your eyes. In other words, you're, you're looking at them. Look at, look at three things here. Incline your ear to my sayings. You don't let them depart from your eyes. You're looking at them. Keep them in the midst of your heart. How do you do that? Romans 10, it's in your mouth, in your heart. The word of God is near you. In, from Deuteronomy, actually you're quoting Deuteronomy 30. The word of God is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. So you speak it, you are hearing it, you are seeing it. You're seeing it, 
You're speaking it. You are hearing it. Faith is coming. The more it comes, you're speaking it. What is happening? Strength is coming. For they are alive to those who find them. And health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth. And put perverse lips from you. This is any word. Any conversation. Any conversation that is not in line with the word of God. It's deceitful. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Men, you hear that? Yes. Uh, men, especially men. Let you. <laughs> you see the way they are laughing. I hope they are looking straight ahead when they are walking down the streets. <laughs> I'll never forget this. Probably you say this. No, I don't know if I'll ever forget, but if I forget, that's fine. But there's a brother you will walk with. And, I, you know, so I didn't know that others were experiencing the same thing. He'll be walking. And he said, oh, excuse me. He kept looking behind. I kept looking behind. I kept looking behind. Was, then I had one time talking to the other brother. Have you ever walked with brothers? So, so I said, we have. I said, oh, there's no God. I, I don't care about this thing about God. There's no God. No, that's no excuse. They know inside of them there is God. There is a God. And it's God Almighty. Because from the creation of the world, the invisible, in other words, cannot be seen with this, what they say, naked eyes. Qualities of God's nature have been made visible by his creation. And then he says this, such as his eternal power and transcendence, he has made his wonderful attributes easily perceived. For seeing the visible makes us understand the invisible. Is that clear? Is that clear? Yes. Seeing the visible makes us understand the invisible. Seeing the visible, a baby is born, needing milk, keeps growing, it helps us understand what? The invisible. Born again, but there has to be what? Growth. And growth just doesn't happen. Mamas, you know, if you don't feed your child, breastfeed your child, what will happen? Malnutrition. Or you don't feed the child once in a while when you feel like. There is a demand. You, you see what I'm saying? So these are the, in, the vis, invisible, visible, seeing visible makes us understand the invisible. So then this leaves everyone without excuse. You thought you had an excuse for not understanding this scripture. You no longer have. <laughs> Without excuse. You see what I'm saying? So, let me go back into this. When you see in an area, there is manifestation of the kingdom of darkness. What do you see? The, invis the visible we see, like prostitution, mugging, kidnapping, uh, and on and on and on. Rape. You know, in an area... You should know that is actually the prince of darkness has taken over that area while the ones who are supposed to be ruling and reigning with Christ, they are asleep. That's my point. What about in your home? Same. Can I tell you something about your home? Things ought not to be breaking every time. 
You broke the cup on Monday. You broke another plate on Tuesday. You broke it on. Broke. No, no, no. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. So, Pastor, that's too much. Oh, that's upon you. You let alone the, the devil rule around. He, he does that. He's a manipulator. It shouldn't be. What do you do? You, hey, life is in you. The whole life. The life of God. Eternal life is already in our spirits. Then life ought to be coming out of us in whatever we do. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Now then, having said that, I hope that makes some clarity. Let's go back to our scripture in, in 2 Timothy 1.7. Then I say again and again I say, don't ever excuse fear to torment you. That's a spirit. Even fear of I don't know what, heights. I fear heights. Really. You need to start saying, I don't. I don't. You know that people can't, can't even board a plane because they fear. Was it, was it someone told me the former, the first president of the Kenya didn't want to fly? Was it someone ever told me that? Everyone ever heard that? You've heard that, uh, Patrick? Yeah. He, he didn't want, he didn't want to fly. <laughs> I can't even think about that people fearing uh, such. Well, for me, when I go there, I just start wondering, God, you're so amazing. Praise God. I just like being, up, being above the clouds. It feels good. There's something about it. Being above the clouds. I don't know about you. Listen to this. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. I, I was confessing it some few days ago, maybe last week, and I saw something, just something happened inside of me uh, when I saw that. You know, I've concentrated on, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, which I say, for God has not given me a spirit of fear. But I've concentrated on that, and I say of power, love, and of a sound man, but... I've not concentrated on power, love, and of a sound mind. I started thinking of this, but, but he has given me a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of a sound mind. That's what I have. I don't have a spirit of fear, but I have a spirit of power, love, and of a sound mind. Would you start confessing it and just... Just concentrate on that. Love. Love. That's who I am. I'm a child of love. The spirit of a sound mind. That's what I have. The spirit of, of power. So think about this. Every time you need to be thinking, power is within me. Power is within me. I like laying hands on people and then to experience that power. And then I leave my hands right there. <laughs> I, I enjoy sometimes just feel like yeah that's so good and then after you, you remove your hands you just drunk what's happening <sighs> I, I, I like it it's not like tormenting the person but but, <laughs> but but there is something there but usually it's this when they have come out of that what was it this oh I said a certain young man here he was, he was so drunk until he just 
is looking. They saw the following. I think two days later, you're saying, I would, I would see everything, but I couldn't move. Then how did you feel after that? Felt nice. After that, after having been drunk for some time, that's the spirit you carry. Amen. Amen. You are, listen to this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I want not in power. I want not in love. I want not in soundness of mind. Would you please, by the mercies of God, will you stop reading the Bible and start speaking the Bible? You'll see a difference right there, what I've just told you. Stop reading the Bible in the mornings and start speaking the Bible. Pick these scriptures. Read some. That which stands out, speak it. What is happening? Faith is coming. What is happening? Power is being released. The word of God by itself has no voice. The word of God by itself is not a sword of the spirit. It becomes a sword of the spirit when he's put in the lips of a person who's created in the image of God. That's when it becomes sword of the spirit. And I do believe then that sword of the human spirit, not the Holy Spirit. Sword of the human spirit, when it touches your lips and, it's, uh, and the, the spiritual force called faith is released, that word is powerful, is effective to do exactly what God intended for it to do. But before then, it has no power. Though it's full of power. Let me give you an example. The seed in your store, you're looking at the garden, it has started and it's, oh, that garden is pretty. But the seed is in the store, You've never taken it to that garden. The seed, though there is power in it to multiply, will never multiply as long as it is in the bag. But when it touches the ground, something happened right there. Becomes alive. The word is the seed. The sower sows the word. The word by itself Looking at it, though full of power, it becomes alive in the mouth of a believer. It becomes alive when it touches the heart of a believer. Where does it begin? It begins with the mouth. What happens? It touches, when it's spoken in the mouth, it goes to the heart. What happens in the heart? In the heart, it, 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 it's ready to become bigger, to multiply. And when that happens, it comes out of your mouth. It's a process. This has to be. Let me say it again. You must stop reading. You must cease reading the Bible and start speaking the Bible. That's important. You must have it in your mouth. You must say it. For what? And I'm not talking about quoting it. I'm talking about you saying it with your eyes looking at the scriptures. Let's go to, to Proverbs 4. We have authority. We have the power. We have authority to take over Garden Estate. For the devil not to have his voice over this place and no muggings. No muggings. No rape. 
no kidnapping all over our area. We say that in the name of Jesus. You say that around your residence, your residence area. You need to be saying that. We are helping those who stay around you. <laughs> but, but what about you, where you stay? You need to be saying that. Over all the power of the enemy, and nothing, nothing shall by any means hurt me. We will no longer have mugging around here. Sometimes you need to come out of the plot and just say, we will no longer have mugging around here in the name of Jesus. You say, who do you think you are? I am a child of God. But you don't have to. But if you are provoked, say it. If you have those, uh, what do you call them? The meetings, if you have plots, whatever, get, get it, community. Say it. He said, Chairman, do you, anyone who has any, anything after Chairman has spoken? Yes. We will no longer have muggings here in the name of Jesus. And then they say, Amen, sister, that's okay. <laughs> and next. Because <laughs> they say, they say, we Mama Kanisa. Where are we going? <laughs> Proverbs 4. <laughs> yeah, they say, I read Mama Kanisa. Wednesday at morning nyumbani. Asubuhi kwa morning glory. So they say in our Look at this over here. In, in, in uh, Proverbs 4. Let's start from verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Hey, incline your ear to his sayings. You better be the same mouth that is speaking so that your ear will hear. And then he says this, do not, them, do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Do not let them depart from your eyes. In other words, you're, you're looking at them. Look at, look at three things here. Incline your ear to my sayings. You don't let them depart from your eyes. You're looking at them. Keep them in the midst of your heart. How do you do that? Romans 10, it's in your mouth, in your heart. The word of God is near you. In, from Deuteronomy, actually you're quoting Deuteronomy, that the word of God is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. So you speak it, you are hearing it, you're seeing it. You're seeing it, you're speaking it, you're hearing it, faith is coming. The more it comes, you're speaking it. What is happening? Strength is coming. For they are alive to those who find them. And health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips from you. This is any word, any conversation, any conversation that is not in line with the word of God. It's deceitful. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Men, you hear that? Yes. Uh, men, especially men. Let your... <laughs> See the way they are laughing. I hope they are looking straight ahead when they are walking down the streets. <laughs> I'll never forget this. Probably you'll say this. No, I don't know if I'll ever forget, but if I forget, that's fine. But there's a brother we'll walk with. And, I, you know, so I didn't know that others were experiencing the same thing. He'll be walking. And he said, oh, Excuse me. 
I kept looking behind and kept looking behind and kept looking behind. Just, then I had one time talking to the other brother. Have you ever walked with brother so and so? I said, we have. Have you realized the way he looks at uh, women? Let your eyes look. Don't forget this scripture, brother. <laughs> Straight ahead. <laughs> then I had a certain mama, a Japanese married to a Kenyan. Uh, she was maybe in her 50s, late or late 40s. We were in our 20s, so we were. We felt everyone was older, you know, in their 40s. But, but she said, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with my husband. What do you mean? My husband is ever looking at women. Looks through the side mirror, driving mirror, he keeps looking. I say, oh, God, help that husband. <laughs> Let your eyes look straight ahead, brother. I don't know about ladies. Do, do they do, do ladies do that? Ladies is, to other ladies, the way other ladies are dressed. other ladies do that. I mean, they are the stage, you're standing. I don't know what I mean. I've seen another lady come, you know, at the bus stage, who looks so, now, now she's so cute, she's so dressed up, and another ladies are standing on the stage. I said, no, if she's smart, you better tell her. Sweetheart, she looks so smart. Is this that one? Okay. You are laughing when I said about men until I started saying about ladies. <laughs> Let your eyes look straight ahead. In other words, you're focused. You're focused. And, and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and rot your ways. All your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. What am I saying? You say the word, you, pu you put your eyes, you're looking at it, you say it, you're hearing it, faith is coming. You're sowing seeds in your heart. And I'm telling you, when you start now speaking to your mountains, which are troubles, whatever it is uh, in front of you, then your words will have power. But before then, no. So sowing is very important. How, how is that so? Do, do you know in, um, go there to, to Hebrews chapter 8. I want to show you something, then we establish something, then I'll give you some scriptures, then we pray. I want to pray for this area here. We'll not have murders around. Amen. Amen. We, we really, not. That's, that's not, it should not be happening. One day when we are taken to heaven, that's fine. They can do all the hellish things here. We would have been raptured. Uh, look at uh, Hebrews 8. Let's start from verse 7. If that, if, for if that first covenant, he's talking about the old covenant, had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. In other words, so what is he saying? The first covenant was faulty. So now, 
there, there was a place which was sought for a second, and we are in the second covenant. Because finding fault with them, he says, Behold, the days are coming, uh, saying the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel. And with the house of Judah. And I thought, okay, that's for Israel. Yes, that's wonderful. We know for Israel. But listen to this. Israel was who? Jacob. All right? And Judah, the son of who? Still coming from the lineage of Abraham. All right? We are in Christ. Therefore, we are who? We are Abraham's seed and heirs to the promise. So we've just been brought into the covenant because we are in Christ. All right? Israel has her place in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the will of God. But talking about the new covenant believers. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt because they did not continue in my covenant and I disregarded them saying, says the Lord, look at verse 10, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel which I already say that, in those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their minds and I will write them on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Now I want you to pay attention to that. It says this, for this is the covenant that I'll make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their minds and I will write and write them and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Now, when did you ever wake up in the morning and you realize the whole Bible has been put in your mind? On your heart. It doesn't happen. Okay, let me give you an example. Let me give you another one. When did you ever wake up in the morning and you sat at the sitting room and the bananas from your pantry came to you and they, they peeled by themselves and they entered into your mouth? That hasn't happened. If it happened, you need to call us because you need to know what, who's causing that. Okay? Now, that hasn't happened. Why, why, why is that so? L let me ask you something. Is that God's provision for you? Yes. yes. Did the bananas come really from the Lord? Yes, yes he did. Unless you stole them, which I know you didn't. You, you understand that? They came from the Lord. It's a blessing of the Lord. But it doesn't happen because it's a blessing of the Lord. It just doesn't happen. There is your part to do. This is my point here. There is your part to do. So look at this. It says, I will put my laws in their minds. What does he say in Romans chapter 12 verse 2? Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By what? By the word of God. By the word of God. You renew your mind by the word of God that you may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So we renew our minds with God's, God's word. And look at this, and write them on their hearts. How is he going to do that? How is he going to do that? To write them on the, the, their heart, in, in your heart. Because remember, now Apostle Paul even says that now the law is no longer on stones, but is written in the tablets of our hearts. It's in our hearts. Now God says this. This is not, you'll not be separated from this. You have become a new creation. And then in the new creation, my word is in, will be in your mind. And my word will be in your heart. 
What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to be taking the word of God and start doing exactly, writing it in your heart. How do you do that? Let's go to Psalm 49. I wish I was able to do this on those Sundays that I was speaking about faith, uh, obtaining the promise of God. What did I say? Yeah. Let me, let's read from, uh, let's see, what did I say? Okay. Oh, come on, just a moment. How did I write here? Blah, blah, blah. Psalm 45, sorry. 45. From verse 1. <clears throat> you there? Okay, look at that 45. Verse 1. My heart is overflowing with a good theme. David says that. My heart is overflowing. Actually, these are sons of Korah. My heart is overflowing with a good uh, theme. I, write, I recite my composition concerning the king. Look at this. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. What goes next? Of course, you are fairer than the sons of men. But go there. He says, my, my tongue, go back there. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. He's saying this, with my tongue I write. And how is that? I'm speaking the word. When you speak the word of God, you're sowing it into your heart. And what is happening, it's being written right there. It's being engraved right there. Where is the ink? Second Corinthians. Where are you getting ink from? Let's go Second Corinthians chapter Chapter 4. <clears throat> Let's start from, it's chapter 3, sorry. Second Corinthians chapter 3. You there? Well, look at this from verse 1. Second Corinthians chapter 3. Do you begin, Apostle Paul says, do you begin again to commend ourselves? Do you need, as, need as some others epistles of commendation, not as letters of commendation to you or letters of commendation from you? And then he says this, you are an epistle. What is an epistle? You are a letter. Of course, you no longer say like, you know, I've written you an epistle <laughs> to tell you how much I love you. You, know, you no longer say that. But you are an epistle. You are an epistle written in our hearts. And then he says this, known and read by all men. So he says, you are actually an epistle. You are a letter. Look, look at this. Go, continue. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh that is of the heart. I see any connection. So your heart is a tablet. But how you write, and the psalmist says in that Psalm 45, my pen, my, my tongue is a pen of any writer. You start saying the word of God. What is happening? You are walking in the covenant that we read in, in Hebrews chapter, chapter 8, verse, verse 10. You start saying the word of God. It's been written in your heart. 
And the more it's written in your heart, the more it's coming out of your mouth. The more it's coming out of my mouth, the more it's written in your heart. There are literally scriptures that I have never memorized them. In fact, many scriptures I haven't memorized, they come from my heart. They just come out of me. In fact, I've realized if I pray in the Holy Ghost for a long time and I, without reading, I start hearing those scriptures that start coming out of my mouth. It's like, man, my head is not even aware of that. It's coming from my spirit. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So then, what I'm saying is, you need to be strong in, in speaking the word of God so that you may, you may have strength and that you may, you may have strength in the spirit realm to speak the words of faith and destroy the works of the devil. That's my point. Go to, to, so I've given you that. Let's, let me give you another amnesian. I go here. Thank you, Lord. Now let's go to Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. I've taught and taught and taught for Wednesdays, but let me say this in preparation, actually, to pray. Don't pray from the earthly realm. Pray from your place in Christ, the heavenly realm. You're seated with Christ. You've been raised with Christ, Ephesians chapter 2. You've been raised with Christ. Pray from that realm. You need to see by faith. You need to pray in tongues until you're not even imagining it in your head, but it's, it's real in your heart that you find your place. You've taken your place in Christ, and you're right there. And from there, that place, you start speaking to the devil, and he's much lower because you're far above. You know, I don't agree with those prayers. Devil, in the name of Jesus, I'm not going to pray that way. He's not ahead. He's not above. Come on now. You see what I'm saying? Have you ever seen that? We tell you, you come down. Why are you on earth? Your citizenship is in heaven. Why are you operating from the earth realm? You've been raised together with him. You're in Christ. You're no longer yourself. You're raised in Christ. You've, you've actually, before anything else, oh, let me see if I can put it this way. Lord, help me and help them see what I'm saying. Our, our priority, actually, first is worship, praising and worshiping God. Thanksgiving, praise, and worship. That's, how you, that's the reason we are created. The, the enemy came in with his, his, his things later. But we, be, we start our priority, actually, is thanksgiving, praise, and worship to God. And when that true worship is established, we've entered into his presence. As his people, carriers of his presence, we start establishing his kingdom. Oh, I'll say that. I hope you'll see that. I hope we'll see that. Oh, before we read Ephesians, let's, let's go over this. I think I, I'll help. Let's go to First Peter chapter 2. In essence, deal with priorities when you wake up. 
Don't start with here in the name of Jesus. I bind, I bind, I bind. No, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. You are giving him that which he doesn't deserve. Don't do that. Say hello to your father. Good morning, father. Start with that. Uh, good morning, Father. I'm so thankful to you for this day. You know, if we, even if I had a, a dream and I knew it, wasn't, it didn't come from God, I don't even start with that. I don't even start with that. I want to enter into his presence. I, I want to, to understand things. And then I can start dealing with those, those things. You get more understanding that way. So begin there in your, deal with priorities. That's my point. Deal with priorities in prayer. Okay? You know some okay. First Peter two nine. Look at this. For you are but you are a chosen generation. Did I start behind there? Yeah, you are a chosen generation. Let's start right there. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. His own special people believe in God's love that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. So we are what? We are, go back there, verse 9, please. We, we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. So our first responsibility to him is our priesthood, actually, in, in a holy nation, his own special people, that we may proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness into the marvelous light. Ah, he brought us to worship him. Everything about our lives should be to him, for him, and in him. So look at this. Start with thanksgiving and praise to the Lord. Thank him, praise him. Glory to God. Worship him. Take time in his presence. When, when you are brought into his presence, because he says, come bold into the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and, uh, obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. When you've entered in there now, let him give, show you his heart. And what happens after that? I'm telling you, you have some uh, righteous anger over the devil has tormented people. Tormented people you love. Tormented people you didn't know. Tormented. I've entered into the presence of God. I didn't feel like I was impressed by what someone did. But when I entered the presence of God, I started seeing the mass of God. I said, God, forgive me. I looked at them from my earthly realm. From the earthly realm, not from your, your heart. You see what I'm saying? So deal with priorities. Enter into the presence of God. And what follows next is you take time there to worship him, to honor him, you feed on the word of God, you start seeing things that you couldn't see before. And listen, when you're in his presence, you're not in the earthly realm. You're in the presence of God. You're in the heavenly realm. You've been raised together with Christ. Then from there, you can start speaking. It begins many times with intercession. Oh, boy. I don't know about you. When I really enter into true intercession, I don't like coming out. I don't like coming out. You find that 
you've fallen in love with him that you just don't feel like coming out of that place. You're just there. Have you ever fallen in love? Only me? <laughs> Have you ever fallen in love? And when you fall in love, do you know what? You want to spend time with the person you love. That's exactly what happens in the presence of God. You just stay there. You just stay there. You just stay there. And then after that, he starts showing you every big thing that I've ever seen in my life, major thing in my life, it came about by being in his presence and he told me, this is what I'm going to do. I wasn't even asking. I didn't know it was going to happen until he said, this is what I'm going to do. I said, okay, Lord, thank you. And then it's like, has nothing to do with me. For me, it's just to believe and accept it and start moving in that direction of what he wants to do. But it came always by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and mostly being in his presence. Go to Ephesians 6. See if we can take some time to pray. Whoa, 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 whoa. 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 I was thinking it's not even 7 o'clock. There are times that time goes fast when I'm preaching and when I'm sleeping. <laughs> time goes so fast that I'm sleeping. Have you ever had the alarm go off and you're feeling like, oh, Jesus, what's the time? <laughs> Though I like it when I'm able to wake up without an alarm, because I, I wake up feeling fresh. But when the alarm goes off, have you ever woken up with the alarm? Do you ever feel fresh, really? You ever seen a, a Mr. Bean, the old, old, old ones that he's sleeping and the alarm went off and he picked it up and he put it in the water. <laughs> he's still asleep until he woke up quarter to, I think quarter to nine or to, to his mid. But let's, let's go there in verse 10. Finally, my brethren, what are you supposed to be saying, my brethren? I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. What are you doing? You're writing that in your heart. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Let's go forward and say, put on the whole arm of God. I say, yes, I do. In the name of Jesus, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And it goes on, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Go back to Ephesians chapter 2, please, verse 6, right there. Uh, so that that doesn't intimidate you. Chapter 2, verse 6, it says, uh, talking about us in Christ, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Go to Ephesians chapter 1, uh, verse I think 18 there about, 18, 19 most, most likely. So you've seen that you raised up together and made us together to sit together in the heavenly places. Go to verse 19, please, and 20. Okay, look at this. God says, which he walked in Christ when he raised him from the dead 
And listen this. We not only was he not only raised, but we were raised together in him according to Ephesians 6 and seated and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Where are you? In Christ. Right there. Go to the next one. Verse 21. Verse 21, please. Far above what? Principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is them, not only this age, but also that which is to come. This is the truth. Listen, everything else should cease ringing in your mind but this. Reminding yourself over and over again, saying it so that you can hear, you are raised up together with him. You are made to sit together with him, far above all principality and power and dominion and might. Listen to this church in every situation. I remember one time it dawned on me. Uh, probably you've heard me say this, but it just dawned on me. Uh, we, we were, uh, I left JKIA, Jomo Kenyatta International Airport, and started going up. It was, I think, Saturday afternoon or Monday morning, uh, no, during daytime. I, was, I think I was going to Mombasa. And then I went up there. And then, I, you know, instead I started seeing those big, big houses. And I kept going up. And it kept going up. I realized this, there's nothing. You could hardly see. Then I started realizing. And it started just happening inside of me. The bigness of a problem, whatever it is, depends on the, where you are. The perspective. If you have an earthly perspective, everything is big. But if you start going up to the heavenly perspective, even the things you thought they are big, they are not. You bought your new home? Go up higher. You may end up giving it to me tomorrow. Because <laughs> you realize, what? What's that? Well, when you're in the realm, you think like it's big. This is you walk, maybe if you have a compound and you say, wow, I bought one acre. Go up. Go up. If you'll find that one acre. You said, it looks like a small thing. Listen, that's the way you were supposed to be operating from. When you deal, we have a heavenly perspective, church, everything changes. I have had an inclination of some things and the Lord has shown me through his mercy. He really showed me some things years ago. And I started seeing from the heavenly realm, nothing matters but the will of the Father. I remember that. I remember that, 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 that morning when, I, when I, I went to the city in town. I remember I looked at the hall of that there, you know, you remember fig tree, you know, the old road, you know, the old, not this new one. I looked towards town and I thought this. I knew what I was talking about because of the presence that was upon my life. And, and, I, and I said, Lord, if the whole of this city had one title deed and my name could have been in it, on it, that could have not mattered according to what I'm experiencing right now. When you think the issue is big, is big, it's because of your perspective. You change your perspective, you start coming into Christ. 
everything else changes. Why? For you are dead. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. That's Colossians chapter 3. For you are dead. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. And therefore I want us to take our place this evening and pray for this area. Amen. We're as far as it can go. All right, you ready? Stand up, please, for some few minutes. Over, yeah. Let's do some business of the kingdom. Praise God. And we're going to pray with the tongues, and we're going to pray and understand it. But I want you. I really want you to focus. I want you to focus. We can do business in these few minutes, and establish some things in the realm of the spirit. No one ought to be mugged, murdered around this, this area. You need to go do the same thing in your home area. Sometimes I, you know, I, I'm praying at night uh, at the house and I think like, yeah, they know me in the spirit realm. I live around here. I have to say some things, establish some things in the spirit realm. And that's exactly what you and I are supposed to. So let's, let me read you into some, some confessions before we pray tonight. Thank you, Father. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for my Redeemer. Thank you for your mercy and your grace because you've forgiven me all my trespasses. Now I stand in my authority. In the name of Jesus, I trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt me. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. My spirit is strong. My soul is strong. My mind, my will, my emotions, my physical body is strong in the Lord and in the power of His mind. Every nerve, every muscle, every tissue, every bone, I'm healed. And therefore it is healed in the name of Jesus. From the crown of my head, to the soles of my feet. I am healed. In the name of Jesus. I'm free from stress. I'm free from oppression of the devil. I'm free from the curse. I am blessed. In the name of Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I want not in wisdom. I want not in understanding. I want not in love. I want not in strength. I want not in provision. Because I know the voice of the shepherd. And he is leading me in the name of Jesus. Father, you have not given me a spirit of fear. But of power and of love and of a sound mind. Glory to God. I'm strong. 
in the Lord and in the power of his might. Praise God. And our Lord Jesus, my Father, raise me up together with you. And I am seated with you at the right hand of my Father. And therefore, from this position, I pray for this area. I pray for Dome. I pray from Garden Estate. I pray in the Spirit. I'm led by the Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead. I sense victory. I sense victory. I say I sense victory. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Let me see. Pando steke da bakase. Kokore shiri beke daka. Angi da mangrose. Deke sadi bakuri di stai. Demi nda stodesha. Nda hana mangrese de bakasada. Sombre en menge steke stakarashe de bakroshe de. Anyone who has heard something that you want to so regarding that, let's go to Psalm 35. If you can have it there, please. Remember when the Lord gave this to us? Something, somehow it was quickened in my heart. Was it quickened in your heart too? It did? It did in your heart? Come on. And I see Professor Judy saying the same thing. That's enough. Two or three witnesses, a matter is established. I sense uh, victory. Look at this. He says, plead my cause, O Lord, with those who strive against me. And again, who strive against this garden estate. Fight all this darkness, a darkness that I've been trying to thrive around. Fight against those who fight against you in this area, Lord. Go ahead. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for our help, for the righteous cause. Also draw out the spear and stop those who pursue this area to destroy it. Say to Garden Estate, say to Dome, say to all this area, I am your salvation. And we say to you, Dome, we say to you, Ridgeways, we say to you, Garden Estate, God is your salvation. We proclaim that. And he says also draw, let those who put to, come on now. Let those be put to shame and brought to dishonor who seek after my life. That's darkness. Let those be turned back and brought to confusion who plot my heart. Lord, in the name of Jesus, concerning wickedness, concerning the will of the enemy around this area, who seek to destroy the lives of innocent people, let those be turned back and brought to confusion who plot the heart of innocent people around this area. We speak that confusion in the kingdom of darkness in the name of Jesus. And then he says this, let them be like chaff before the wind. Let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let the angel of the Lord chase every mugger. Let the angel of the Lord chase any person 
thinking of wickedness around this area, angels of the Lord, go and chase them in the name of Jesus. And he says this, let their way be dark and slippery. Those, Father, who have held on to evil, they shall be brought to, to justice before the courts. Thank you for righteous police. Thank you for righteous leaders who stand against these dark people who are darkening their hearts. Let their way be dark and slippery and let the angel of the Lord pursue them and we say that in the name of Jesus. Go ahead. For without cause they have hidden their net for me in a pit. They've done that to innocent people which they have dug without cause for people's life. Go ahead quickly please. Uh, let destruction come upon them unexpectedly and let his net that he has hidden catch himself into that, that very destruction. Let him fall. Go ahead, please. And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. Let's rejoice. Right there. Right there. He shall rejoice in his salvation. Hallelujah. 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 We rejoice in you, our Lord, the Lord, our helper. Hallelujah. And he says this, all my bones shall say, Lord, who is like you? Let's say it. All my bones shall say, Lord, who is like you? Delivering the poor from him who's too strong for him. Yes, the poor and the needy from him who plunders him. Is that all? Fierce witnesses rise up. They ask me things that I do not know. Anyway, that's stop right there. We, we know some things. <laughs> Praise God. We have victory. Father, thank you for victory. Thank you for victory. We plead the blood of Jesus over this area. We plead the blood of Jesus over Garden Estate, over Dome, all Garden Estate Road, we plead the blood of Jesus over Ridgeways. We plead the blood of Jesus all around the bypass, winds around about, all these surrounding areas, Kasarani Safari Park. We plead the blood of Jesus. And we speak the righteous cause. And we speak again to darkness. You have no place. You have no say. You have no voice in this area. We establish the righteousness of God. We establish the kingdom of God. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And Father, your son says you, you have given us authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the works of the enemy. And nothing shall by enemies hurt us. So every single person in, this, in this, this meeting here tonight, in the area that they live, we take authority over darkness. We take authority over the kingdom of darkness. We address wickedness. We address principalities. We address evil powers. We say in the name of Jesus, remove your hand from these areas now. In the name of Jesus. And we plead the blood of Jesus over every area that we live. We speak the blood. We speak the righteousness of God. 
we speak light light be in the name of Jesus and we release angels even as we go to our dwelling places father thank you for authority thank you for the blood thank you for your angels thank you for victory in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ father thank you for the increase of revelation concerning our place in Christ and that we may stand in authority in all that you have done for us through your son Jesus Christ we proclaim father yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever Amen.